Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. My name is James, and we hope you are doing well today. I hope life is going good for you. Uh, I know for me, um, things are... They're going, and so we're praying for you, and if you're just joining us, um, I've had a lot of new listeners over the last couple of weeks and appreciate each and every one of you. It's one of, it's an amazing thing that technology allows you to look and see where your listeners are coming from, and some of them are from Ireland, uh, Saudi Arabia, and things along the lines of that, and so it is incredibly um, encouraging to see that, and uh you know, just thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in, whether this is your first episode with us or maybe try to listen to as many as you can. And so uh, incredibly grateful for you. And um, have you ever failed? Like failed at anything in your life? Um, how did that handle? How did you handle that? How did that go for you? Uh, failure is one of the things that... Um, People struggle with mightily. I know I do. I once told somebody that uh, one of my greatest fears is that I'm going to fail God. And uh, he looked at me and said, if you have that mindset, you're not going to fail God. And that was incredibly encouraging. And you know what we tend to allow to happen to us? And I'm pretty sure you've done this at least a couple of times in your life. Maybe you're doing it now. And it is you have allowed your failure to define you. So what do we do with that? Are we to allow our failures to define us? Well, we'll get that in. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but just want to remind you really quickly: uh, subscribe to uh, the podcast here wherever you're. You're at Apple, on Samsung, on Podbean, uh, whatever, wherever you're listening. If you don't mind subscribing, uh, leaving us a review or a comment. Uh, and just a like, those are incredibly helpful and beneficial to us and helping us get the word out about uh, the podcast and, and the ministry here. And if you're new, uh, we just want to help you have a help, healthier walk with Jesus and just help you along the way, maybe encourage you with these weekly devotions. And so uh, I've been going through uh, the Gospel of Mark in my church with my, uh, I guess, the Sunday school class, um, different names in different areas of the world and things along those lines. But we've been going through the Gospel of Mark. And one of the things that stood out to me about Mark when we started this is um, Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark. Of, of course, it's where the name comes from. But most scholars believe that it is the Apostle Peter who was telling Mark all this information and Mark copied it down for Peter. And the reason that they think this is because when Jesus was physically on the earth doing his ministry for that three, three and a half year period of time, Mark was too young to be following Jesus around uh, and doing those things. And so he wouldn't have been necessarily an eyewitness to everything. Uh, he probably saw the things of, that Jesus did when Jesus was in his, his neighborhood, to use that, that wording. Um, but it is believed that Mark caught up with Peter later on in life. And Peter is the one that gave all the these accounts to Mark. And Mark wrote them down and to use modern language, published it, gave gave the letter uh, out to the people, and the Lord has used it incredibly because it is, it is his word. But one of the things about Mark that really strikes me is Mark was a failure. 
What I mean by that is this. Uh, we come across Mark in uh, the book of Acts, and one of the first early accounts that we have of Mark, he, he's called John Mark, is actually in the book of Acts. And this is important, so keep this in, in the back of your mind for just a few moments. Uh, Peter is in jail. The apostle Peter is in jail, and the Lord frees him. A miraculous freeing. Uh, an angel gets Peter out in the middle of the night. And one that the church was praying for Peter at the time, and they were at somebody's house praying, and it was actually John Mark's house that the church was praying to. And so Peter just got released from jail miraculously. And so Peter goes to their house. He goes to the house of John Mark. And the reason I bring that up is just to tell you that Peter and John Mark know each other. Uh, Peter knows John Mark's mom. So they have this type of relationship, this this friendship. And so that's already there. They know each other. But Mark is uh, a cousin of somebody else that we come across in the scriptures, uh, mainly in the book of Acts, and that is Barnabas. Barnabas and the apostle Paul, they were missionaries together and they had gone out doing missionary work uh, going to different uh, not two churches but to plant churches together and so they went off on a missionary journey to plant churches and whatnot and they came back at some rest report back to the sending church and those things along those lines and another time they go out they take mark with them and what we find in the book of acts is something happens with mark and nobody really knows what happened uh, some people say, you know, maybe Mark's mom got sick. Some people think Mark just got homesick. And, you know, there's all different ideas. Scripture doesn't tell us, so we don't know for 100% accuracy. But what we do know is that Mark leaves Paul and Barnabas while they're on this missionary trip, and Mark goes home. Have you ever left anybody um, high and dry? I don't know if somebody's waiting for you to pick them up and you're like, oh, I forgot about you. But Mark just leaves them. And this infuriates Paul. Paul gets really, really, really angry. He feels as though Mark has failed him. That for some reason, Mark just left this trip and just failed. And it gets so bad that Next time Paul and Barnabas decide to go out on a missionary journey, Barnabas is like, hey, let's take my cousin Mark. And Paul's like, absolutely not. I'm not taking him. He left us. He deserted us. He went AWOL. He left us high and dry. He failed me. He failed the Lord. And maybe Paul had good reasons for this. Maybe he doesn't. Once again, we don't know. But Paul's like, absolutely not. Mark is not going with us. He failed us. He left. And Barnabas is like, no, 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 we need to take him. And this argument is so severe that it actually splits up Paul and Barnabas. They actually go their separate ways. And they don't minister with each other anymore, at least that we can really tell. All because Mark's failure. Have you ever done anything to split up a relationship? Have you ever done anything maybe to divide a family, divide a church, maybe to divide even your co-workers? Um, and I don't mean some over something funny of like, you know, do you put gravy on your potatoes or just butter? Like, you know, we'll do silly things like that just to get a, a conversation going. But I mean, really, have you failed somebody? Have you done something to cause division and hurt and pain? 
in your life that you are the source of it and you know you are you you can't blame it on anybody else or anything else but you know that you because you failed has caused pain and hurt and hardship in somebody else's life let me ask you what are you doing with that have you processed it have you grieved it have you repented of it are you letting it define you because here's what often happens we allow our failure to define us instead of Jesus. You don't need to allow that failure to define you. It's not who you are. Jesus defines us. It is Jesus who tells us who we are. It is Jesus who tells us our, our worth and our value. It is Jesus that uses us. It's Christ that needs to define us and not our failure at all because our failure should not stop us from following jesus and so often we allow it to i i think of somebody that i i know um you know they they were following jesus and then something happened in in their life and uh they they stopped following they they stopped following jesus they, they still believe in him but they stopped following him they, they've kind of just fallen away they've they've run away and they don't follow Jesus anymore. They allowed their failure to define them instead of allowing Christ to define them. Because here's what happens with Mark, and it's an incredible thing. I already told you that Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark, and he does so after the failure that he had with Paul and Barnabas. So how do you go from failing you know, in, in a ministry, to leaving a ministry, leaving a missionary trip to go home, to writing one of the four Gospels of the Bible. Well, here's what happened, at least what, what we think happened, you know, based on Scripture and, and whatnot. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 13, Peter says, he uses this phrase, my son Mark. And he's talking about John Mark there. And when he says, my son Mark, he's not talking about a physical son. He's talking about a, a spiritual son. And where, when Peter writes that, First Peter, Peter is in Rome. And Mark is with Peter in Rome. Something happened. We don't know what happened. That after Mark, you know, bailed on Paul and Barnabas, sometime later, he caught up with the apostle Peter. And it seems that he went to Rome with Peter. And he's sitting in, in Rome with Peter, and Peter is giving him, you know, these accounts that he's writing down that he turns into the Gospel of Mark. And this is what is important. Mark didn't let his failure define him. It didn't stop him. He met up with Peter, and Peter helped him. Peter discipled him. Peter allowed him to grow. And you know what is interesting? Who else failed Jesus? Peter did. Peter failed Jesus. Remember when Peter denied him three times that night? Peter failed Jesus. And so Peter was in this boat. Peter had been in this boat before of failing Jesus in one way or another. And so now he meets up with Mark who has failed Jesus. He's at least failed Paul. And so now Peter is in a, in a position to help Mark be defined by Christ and not by his failure. Like, who else is better to meet Mark where he's at in light of what he's done? And so Peter was working with him and teaching him and encouraging him and building him up in Christ. You see, Mark failed, but he didn't allow that failure to find him or stop him from following Jesus. And so here's what Mark did. 
And this is how you allow Jesus to define you instead of your failures. If you failed Jesus, if you failed somebody else, guess what? You're just like every single person who has ever lived except for Jesus because we've all failed. We've all made mistakes. We've all caused divisions. We've all caused heart and uh, hurt and heartache and things along those lines. We've all failed. And so what you need to do is you need to repent of that. You need to go to Jesus and repent of your sin, confess it. You need to go to the people that you, you've hurt and cause division with and you need to repent you need to confess your sins confess your failures and be like hey i did this i messed up i shouldn't have done this i'm coming seeking your forgiveness and then you need to regroup and maybe if you're in a ministry or you're doing something in church maybe you just need to step back for a couple months and go I just need to regroup. I need to get things back together, back in order. I need to get my mind right. I need to get my emotions right. And you just need to regroup. Because it seems that Mark did that. He, he, he regrouped. He repented of his sins and he regrouped. He, he sat under somebody to help build him up and encourage him, that being Peter. And then you know what Mark did? He went back to following Jesus. Now, he never stopped believing in Jesus, but he went back to actively following Jesus, living his life for Christ, to glorify Christ, to tell others about Jesus. So yes, he failed, but then he repented, and then he regrouped, and then he went back to following Jesus. And that is the thing that you need to be doing. You need to be repenting of your sin. You need to be regrouping after your failure, but don't stop there. Get back into the game and start actively following Jesus because that failure does not define you. It should not stop you from following Jesus because Jesus is greater and bigger than your failure and his forgiveness and his grace and his mercy and his love and his sanctification and all of that is greater than your failure and he wants you back actively following him and living for him. And so how do we handle failure? How do we keep it from defining us? We repent, we regroup, and we get back to following Jesus. And here's the thing. You know what happens with Paul at the end of his life? Paul and Mark get back on the same page, and you read in Timothy that Paul actually asked Timothy to bring Mark to him because Paul goes, Timothy is useful to me. They, they mended fences, and Mark became useful in the ministry to Paul because of repentance, because of regrouping, and getting back into following Jesus. And so they restored or repaired that relationship, and they benefited each other from it. But here's something else I want you to think about and encourage you with. Since you have failed, like we all have, who can you reach out? Who's in your life that have that has failed in one way or another like you have? See, Mark had a Peter. Who can you be a Peter to? Who can you reach out to and go, you know what? I've done something like that. I've done that particular thing. Let me help you. Let me walk with you. Let me encourage you so you don't stay on the sidelines, but that you get back into the game and follow Jesus. See, we've all been a mark and we, we've We've all failed, and we need a Peter in our lives to come alongside of us and help us to regroup and get back into following Jesus. 
But when we do that, we need to be a Peter to somebody else, to be there for somebody else, to help them get back into the game. And so I want to encourage you today is this. If you failed Jesus in one way or another, if you failed somebody else, that failure does not need to define you because Jesus is greater than your failure. And he is there to walk with you, to strengthen you, to hopefully, prayerfully, right wrongs, bring reconciliation and redemption and life into the things that maybe your failure has caused. But you need to repent of your sin. You need to regroup and you need to get back to following Jesus because Jesus is greater than your failure. And when you do that, Jesus will define you and not your failure, just like he did with Mark. And so we're praying for you, hopefully that that, that is encouraging to you and for you. And uh, if it is, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You could drop us a comment on Facebook at Guarding the Well. You could drop us a comment or a review, and uh, we'll see that. Uh, hopefully, if this has been beneficial to you, you'll drop us a, a, a like, uh, subscribe, and uh, we, we pray that you're doing well and that you take care. See ya.